0: Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I don't care! I, I don't care. I don't care. I really
1: don't care. I don't care. Maybe you should
0: care. Okay! <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Maybe You Should Care. I'm Jackson.
0: I'm DeeDee Dee, and we are so excited for this episode.
1: Because we will be going over Congress. <laughs>
0: Congress, yeah. Some
1: background information on it, what the drama is with it. There's a lot and yeah, yeah, what's the deal with Congress? I think we
0: just want to give you guys a basic overview of how one of the three branches of government works because I constantly hear from all types of people, literally my boss at Disney the other day, said something like, oh, that's nice that you have a political podcast, except I don't really do politics. Like, he, so many people just don't do so politics. Um,
1: in Fair. my defense,
0: he literally said, like, so what do you want to do with your life? Because he was just trying to, like, become my yeah. friend, and I was just like, I don't know, politics? And he was like, oh, see, cool, I, I stopped caring a long time ago because it scares me. You
1: know what he should do? Maybe, Maybe he, he should care. Should care. <laughs> Hi.
0: Anyway, this is just a long intro to say that... There are so many people out there who want to understand how politics works. They're really close to understanding, but there's just like a lot of basic gaps. Like I think sometimes when you hear the word like speaker of the house tossed around, like it's easy to be like, okay, I kind of know what that is, but you don't really understand the nuances of how the role of something like that actually affects your daily life when it comes to the laws that are passed. Yeah. So we just wanted to um, kind of like do 8th grade civics.
1: Yeah, honestly, against. I had to do a little brushing up before this.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important right now, especially with all the crazy stuff that you're throwing thrown around in the news. It's good to go back to the basics. And be
1: like, okay, what's actually happening? Mm-hmm. What's like the structure? Yeah, no, I agree.
0: So we're just going to try and spend the first half of this just talking about the very objective facts that go into how the Congress... Like on a national level, works, and then we're gonna try and talk about the more
1: fun stuff, drama
0: things at not the end. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the fun but not fun stuff. Okay, so Jackson, will you start us off? Oh, and for the record, yeah, right now we are mainly talking about Congress on the national level. Yeah, um, maybe a we'll be able to do level. like a local politics yeah. episode. I think it'd be fun
1: at some point to yeah. do a local because I also think local politics are really interesting, mm-hmm. but also I think that there's just so much to talk about. with Congress on a federal level. We'll start top
0: down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's important to recognize that when you vote, you're voting sometimes for national elections, otherwise Mm -hmm. known as federal. Um, Federal is kind of another word for national. That's a very, very dumbed down definition of it. And then you also vote for state. I like it. Um, The state government kind of reflects the national government. It's like a microcosm version. Like the government, like the governor is kind of like the president. There's three branches. Yeah, he's like
1: the state's executive. Basically, when you get your little ballot, you know, president, and then you know, like, oh, senator, yeah, Then that, okay, state, yeah, yeah, and then once you get to, like, the 10th page, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, 20 people you've never heard of before, usually those are... Yeah,
0: yeah. And they do so much too. I mean, it's like kind of the same jobs. Yeah, and it's
1: really interesting because honestly people on a local level have such a large impact. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, they have a larger impact on people's daily lives than, like, the federal government might have. Like, your local government does make a major impact on your lives. And it's kind of funny that we Focus so much on national and not that much on Literally, local. Literally you and That me. being said, <laughs> let's focus on Yeah. <laughs> let's, we're, like, let's, let's not focus on local that. and just disregard everything we said and get into it. Yeah, because it's our fun. job is
0: here we're our, whoa, our job is here. Our job here is to help you break down the news. Whether or not it's a good thing, news tends to be focused on national politics. So today we're gonna focus on the National Congress. So cool. Jackson, will you take us away?
1: Okay. So I guess let's just start at the beginning. And the goal of constitution. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the constitution very early on lays out the need for the legislative branch of government. So there's executive, judicial, and legislative, which is what we're getting into today. Um, And the idea there of creating all these different branches is that they would be co-equal and serve as a power of, uh, (laughs) serve as a power, serve as a check of power Mm -hmm. um and that they would kind of monitor one another and this is something that's going to come up a lot because the founders were very concerned about one branch of government becoming more powerful or getting greedy or corrupt so Mm -hmm. everything at all points is kind of a check on power which we see within the congress itself the legislative branch is split up between the house of representatives and the senate right and there's a bunch of reasons why it's done like that that we'll get into, but basically the main one is that they didn't want one to become too powerful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... A very good way
0: to put it. They were, you know, fresh off of the whole American Revolution, which was basically a giant fuck you to the monarchy. So they did everything in their power to avoid a strong central government. So to do that, they decentralized the power and kind of diffused it through lots of different types of people and jobs, and it's really hard to keep track of. Yeah,
1: that was good. I like that.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Angel.
1: Um, so... All that being said, who's, who makes the shit up? You know, who's Mm -hmm. in it? So, within the House of Representatives, there are 435 representatives, and in the Senate, there are 100 senators. So, Congress made up of 535 people. Okay. Cool. Sick. Um, and now, let's... So, what
0: about the... Let's start with the yeah. House of Representatives. How yeah. are they They're voting? They're fun.
1: I really like that.
0: It's of big. Representatives. It's huge. I mean, 435 people.
1: Yeah, it's big. Okay, no, great point. So, the way that that works is the House of Representatives is considered proportional. So, after each census is done every few years, different districts and everything's Drawn out so that there is a representative per district. So mm-hmm. states that have a very high population, um, like California, for example, has fifty three representatives. Mm-hmm. Whereas smaller states like Alaska or Montana, Vermont, Wyoming, Wyoming, yeah, exactly. They only have one representative in Congress. Mm-hmm.
0: And each um, district has a number. Like so, where I grew up mm-hmm. in Denver is District Number Six. Yeah. Right now, where we are in Orange is District Forty Five.
1: I think so. Forty
0: five, somewhere in there. It's 40. Yeah, it's a 40, um, yeah. so it's yeah. a 40. Um, anyway.
1: But yeah, um, so that's really interesting, and also something that's a little different specifically to the House of Representatives is that they only serve two-year terms, um, and this is in contrast to the Senate, and Senators serve six-year terms. Yes. Um, and this creates a very interesting balance mm-hmm. and role that Senators have to fulfill because they're, or I mean, How
0: are Senators voted
1: in? Oh, okay, wait, yeah. So senators, (laughs) there's two senators per Mm -hmm. each state. For the whole state. Yeah, for the whole state. And they serve, again, for six years. And the kind of reasoning, I think, behind that is that smaller states really tend to be more in favor of this kind of equal representation Mm -hmm. of two senators per each. Whereas larger states think that they should have more control, whether that be because of their size or mainly, I think the main yeah. argument is, like, population.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it, which, goes. we talk about that so much because, I mean, I'm sure at some point during this podcast we've ranted about the electoral college and, like, this yeah. idea of popular vote versus, like, this weird representative, like, electoral college yeah. that we have.
0: The United States is weird because we are, we used to be extremely rural and over time um, we've become a very, very urban place. So like if you look mm-hmm. at a map of the United States. We have such a
1: large population. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It, it, most districts, you know, if you zoom out, if things are red and blue, most things look red. So, you know, it just looks weird because Wyoming is physically a lot larger than, I don't know.
1: A different state. New York. Like than New York. <laughs> like, than,
0: than New York. Um, but they only have... They have one representative in the Mm. House of Representatives because that's how their population, like, aligned. Mm -hmm. But in New York, I don't know how many senators they have, but it's going to be a lot more. Like, I mean, for example, he said, how many does California have?
1: California has 53.
0: 53. However, both New York and Wyoming have the same number of senators. So there's only 100 senators.
1: Yeah. And then I think... So it's this interesting balance of, like, we couldn't decide which one's better. So we did both.
0: (laughs) The Founding Fathers had a lot of drama going on when they wrote this because... You know, at the time, the country was basically just New England and then the eastern coast of the south. And so it became a, you know, the reason that, like, the Founding Fathers fought so long about whether or not like, the representatives should be voted in based on population or just based on the fact that it's a state, is because there was a big power struggle going on between the South and the North, and it was whether or not small states should have as much power as big states. And to satisfy everyone, they created two chambers. It's it's referred to as bicameral, if you ever heard that thrown around in the news. And, you know, it's culturally kind of played out interesting because... Uh, the Senate it kind of has a bit more of like an prestige. elegant yeah prestige reputation because yeah. it's harder to get voted in as a senator yeah well and and there's more requirements more too
1: requirements? which we can get into yeah. that yeah well in let's a talk about the
0: requirements like what also do you everything have to you do? just
1: said is so well, so much more eloquent eloquent than everything I said anyway
0: no you're it was great, great Jackson okay. you're a star fast okay. forwarding requirements
1: yeah so how do we become a senator mm-hmm. or a Congress person so. In order to get into the House, you have to be at least 25 years old. And to get into the Senate, you have to be at least 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's the thing. 30 used to be considered, like, old. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, when the founders were doing this, they were like, we need people who are mature, who are prestigious, who are educated. You know, Mm -hmm. that very, like, we view senators as, like, highbrow kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Yeah, Um,
0: very close to power. Yeah,
1: and so 30 was, like, I don't know um they're 50 Mm -hmm. that's probably not right yeah Uh, you get what I'm saying um no need to follow up on that um you have to be
0: (laughs) a citizen of the United States
1: yes um and you also have to be a like you have to live in that state
0: you have to live in the district oh yes right that you represent
1: district for Mm -hmm. house and state for you get go. it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you all have, get it. Yeah,
0: you get it. You don't have to be from there. See, aren't you um, glad you you're listening? There. <laughs> you
1: um, understand.
0: Um, do, do, do. Should we talk
1: a bit about? All right. So we know what the house is. We know what the senate is. Right. Should we talk about how they're structured? Yeah. And then like what mm-hmm. their responsibilities are and what they do. Yeah. Should we talk about?
0: Yeah. Let's structure do it.
1: first or responsibilities first? Let's talk you
0: think? about. Or when you talk about structure, do you mean like the roles? Yeah. Like okay. who's
1: the speaker of Great. the house?
0: Okay. So when. So every single election, um, you're going to hear about the majority and the minority party mm-hmm. in the house and the Senate, Yeah. which is exactly what it sounds like. If there are more Republicans and Democrats in the Senate, then it is a Republican majority led mm-hmm. Senate, same thing for the house. And this is extremely important because whichever party is in power, then diffuses all of the leadership roles from mm-hmm. within that party. So yeah. the speaker of the house at the time will be in the majority party, like mm-hmm. it's physically impossible, for somebody so, in the minority party to be Speaker of the question. House. Question. hmm
1: Who's the Speaker of the House now? Who's in charge of that? I love that question. Yeah.
0: So, the Speaker of the House um, is chosen by... It's like they're voted in by all mm-hmm. the people within their party already in the House right now. It is Nancy Pelosi, who you've probably heard so much about. So much. She was also the majority leader while Obama was president. Oh. And then while... Um, at least for one of the terms. And then when... Uh, Did Obama when when, when lose for the first the term house? he lost the house during the his reelection. Yeah. So for the first four years she was Speaker of the That's House. For right. the second four years, yeah. um, them or the Republicans actually took more seats in the House of Representatives. It was, the leadership was then passed to oh Paul, John Boehner. John Boehner, right?
1: Or was it Paul? It was Ryan? John
0: Boehner. Or,
1: Paul Ryan it was, was John Senate. Boehner
0: first, and then it was Paul Ryan. Or was Paul? Paul anyway. It's so, it's, I'm it's sorry confusing. you guys are no,
1: listening to I'm, this. I actually
0: don't even <laughs> apologize because the whole point is that it's so confusing to keep, keep track of everybody yeah, and how um, she then became the minority leader. Yes. Um, however, now she's the speaker of the house because the yeah, okay. Yes. So that's confusing. So
1: Repu- or Democrats are in charge of the mm-hmm. House, and Republicans are currently in charge of the Senate.
0: Mm-hmm. So and the, Senate the Senate has its own majority leader.
1: Yeah, and we can get into that maybe after we finish going yeah, through so the House because.
0: I hope I didn't explain Speaker of the House poorly, but like you wrote down on our lovely notes, it's kind of like the administrative head of the House.
1: Yeah, it's very much like a symbolic role, um, and they do a lot. Basically, their role I think is really to set like the agenda. Mm-hmm. So like what they what the party at. The, in charge wants to accomplish yeah um and a lot of times that's supporting the president's agenda if the president has one or not supporting it mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> depending on stuff and then they also um, make assignments and committees and yeah. all kinds of good stuff you're,
0: it's a, i think i like what you said about it being symbolic well it is yeah. very administrative and like they very much have yeah. their job laid out like but they, it's viewed as, as things.
1: a lot of it is just like oh you're in charge yeah. it's like very simple. It's like the figure yeah. with
0: so many representatives in the house, it's like one figure that you can look to as to say, okay, that's
1: Who's in charge who's of all these four hundred and thirty five
0: mm-hmm. people? One good way to show how this has played out is like even though many democratic representatives in the House of Representatives that's mm-hmm. a lot, um, wanted to like start an impeachment inquiry earlier during um Donald Trump's um yeah like during Mm -hmm. during Donald Trump's presidency it didn't happen until Nancy Pelosi the speaker of the house was on board Mm because you really need that like strong leadership that strong Mm -hmm. figurehead from that party because there's so many representatives
1: exactly and that's a very difficult position I mean even just looking specifically at the issue of impeachment like Mm -hmm. she really had to decide which what to do because two parts of her party were wanting different things, basically. Yeah. People who were in very competitive districts and who might be more moderate okay. were really resistant to impeachment, particularly because... As you guys know from our impeachment episode, it's not the most politically popular thing (laughs) to do. It's a big, big risk for Democrats to do. We'll
0: get more Um, into, like, the nuances of, like, the quote-unquote right thing to do. But then also there's the, like,
1: structural argument to be, like, if they think it's wrong, we're going to get into, like, what the responsibilities of each of these branches Mm -hmm. are in the government. But for Congress... One of their main responsibilities is to bring an impeachment if they find it necessary. So it's like even if it is politically inconvenient, there's still like the structural arguments Mm -hmm. made for it. I got off track. No, it's all good
0: anyhow. No, okay, okay. So it's our podcast, the, let us live. Um, <laughs> we can say whatever the frick we want. Yeah. One thing um, I was going to add is that, oh, go. Um, like, administration-wise, it mm-hmm. I, I just think it's so interesting that although this Constitution was written so long ago,
1: mm-hmm. like, the
0: very basic role of Speaker of the House has been done like this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just what they have to do. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Well,
1: and another interesting thing, I guess mm-hmm. this also kind of gets into more of that how the house is organized is there's also party caucuses which is a great way for like the speaker to get a sense of what's happening within their own what's party. A
0: party caucus is that like an event
1: no oh, if it was it's um, <laughs> so basically it's everyone of this political party so if you're a democrat you're going to get together with all the democrats in this caucus and you're mm-hmm. just going to chit chat about what's going on and right. you're going to s- do things like elect leaders. So, for the Speaker of the House, for example, would be chosen by... The The party caucus. Yeah, by their party. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's really... And they also do work on, like, committee assignments. Which Um, we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into that later, but just a few other like key things to hit on the house really quick we also have the majority leader and minority leader which we talked about so oh, okay
0: so interesting to point out there is the speaker of the house and there's mm-hmm. a majority leader mm-hmm. and there's a minority leader so yes, the ma'am. speaker of the house is not the majority leader but they do have to be for the majority party yeah okay cool
1: i think so those yeah. are like separate roles yeah
0: okay cool um and then yeah it's, it's exactly what it sounds like if like your party is not in charge, you also have a party caucus, and then you go on a minority leader. Mm-hmm. Um, So, it, that is to say, yes, the party in charge completely defuses all leadership roles, but also, the minority Minor- party still has in some them power. Them yeah, they're gonna they give them hell.
1: Yeah, they give them Yeah, they're not completely powerless yes. here. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely a million times harder if you are in the minority party, I think, yeah. but... I don't know. You can still go kicking and screaming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, filibuster will talk about that in the Senate.
1: Uh, Senate, great.
0: So, moving over to the Senate, like we said, 100 members, a bit more elegant. Yeah. A lot of people say that this is more where, like, the long-term decision-making conversations and policy come in. It's just, like, a little bit more of, like, a... Let's decide where the country goes. Yeah, and I mean, know? and
1: they have different sets of responsibilities. They're there for a lot longer, so I think yeah. that gives them a six lot of years. leeway. Yeah, that's like three times longer. Yeah, I mean, two Wild. years versus six
0: years is a really big deal because
1: cam- guess how long it takes a campaign? Like two, two years. years. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Senate, Senate, like senators can be more like career politicians. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, a lot of a lot of. Politicians move from like the House to the Senate. It's kind of like a promotion. career.
1: Politicians tend to bounce around, and also a lot of times we'll go into lobbying afterwards, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother a whole issue. We'll talk about. that. Jesus Definitely Christ, can y'all not? not like, it's not really okay. That's not for this episode. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but you okay. know what is for this episode? Talking about who the president of the Senate is. Yes. Yeah, and that happens to be the vice, vice president. president. Crazy hey, how that works. Hey, out. Mike Pence. Um, so. This is going to be shocking. But it's also kind of just a symbolic ceremonial role. Way more they,
0: symbolic than the Speaker of the yeah. House, though. The Speaker of the House does things. Vice, vice
1: president. president, their main responsibility, I think if you had to boil it down to like, oh, what's a little key takeaway? Mm-hmm. They basically just cast tie votes.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If it, it's a 50-50 split. In comes
1: yeah. Yeah, the Vice um, President to And act as I believe leader. that in the case... Uh, not to be all impeachment, crazy, but in it's case of impeachment... relevant. Yeah, uh, the president of the Senate would also oversee that, typically, unless the individual being impeached is the president, in which case the chief justice of the Supreme Court would oversee it because of a possible conflict of interest That's there. very interesting. Right? Wow. Um, they thought this through. They really thought kind that of. through. Okay, um, what's the
0: president pro tempore?
1: Yeah, so basically they preside over the Senate in the vice president's absence. Oh,
0: so would so, that be, like, the Supreme Court justice
1: um no usually that's given to a senior member of the majority party um so it would be if the republicans were in charge it would be a senior member of the republican party it's honestly if we want to talk about symbolic and like it's really just an honor it doesn't get more than that like Mm. that's very much it's a big honor it's very distinguished whatever um (laughs) I mean, and then uh, yeah. similar to kind of what we had in the house, there is also a majority leader and a minority leader. Um, and they kind of are counterbalances to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, they also do stuff like influence committee assignments um, and they control things like scheduling the, the bills and they kind of just serve as like a spokesperson for their party.
0: Right. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. So Very basically powerful. it's right like, now it's Mitch McConnell. Yes.
0: And uh, he does a lot. I mean, he's a, he's a very powerful Mitch McConnell
1: politician. does a lot by doing fucking nothing. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Are we, we are on our unbiased our for, for the end? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will repeat that we'll exact phrase in approximately 10 minutes. Okay. But the majority leader has a ridiculous amount of power because, yeah. like I said, the Senate has a slightly higher regard than the House of Representatives. And the leader there can truly decide whether or not they're even going to schedule the vote for something.
1: Yeah, like, so you know, like Well, that's a great segue into yeah. kind of like the responsibilities of each house. So like the Senate, for example, they do a lot of things like confirming um, offices. So they confirm oh, judges, point. they confirm like the presidential cabinet. Mm-hmm. So that um, whole system checks and balances. Yeah.
0: Like if the president says I want this person to be my Supreme Court justice, it doesn't just happen. They yeah. have to go through um, a, process. a process in the senate most recently was brett kavanaugh and that was a really big deal i, I mm-hmm. mean i remember watching that yeah. like, live coverage mm-hmm. um as to whether or not he was going to be confirmed he was yeah um okay that was one example of what the senate does
1: and going to your scheduling thing a mm-hmm. supreme court justice who was not confirmed because of scheduling was
0: merrick garland um obama appointed him and then mitch mcconnell just never scheduled his confirmation hearing so it just goes to show that you know, these it's people are It's a very powerful, powerful. role. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he is, Mr. McConnell is the senator from Kentucky. Well, so and that's kind
1: of like one of those things where it's like, oh, this truly is three equal branches of government, at least in theory mm-hmm. of being, uh, kind of, right? Because yeah, I mean, it's they, like,
0: they really do check. The president each
1: says, other. I want this. They say, no. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's no, not I, a good example because no, I also don't point. think not scheduling things isn't the best way to,
0: yeah, I'd say power. that's a bit more that's of a, a recent more, controversy. Yeah,
1: the, and that's kind of an interesting thing, too, um, about the Constitution, is that it's so vague.
0: It's very vague, The Constitution's so
1: vague, exactly. And so there's a lot of things that are left open to interpretation so people can do things, yeah. like not schedule it's confirmations. It's funny because it's vague,
0: but it's also not vague, you know, because it's very clear, like, speaker of the house and blah, blah, blah. Intentions
1: are pretty clear. Yeah, anyway, that's more People debate about it. Um, <laughs> and then, I guess counter that the house of representatives um oh one fun thing that i kind of forgot that the house of representatives mm-hmm. did um but was reminded of and won't forget again is that they do decide elections if no candidate for like president for example wins the majority of the electoral college yeah which like that doesn't ever really our uh, lifetime uh, definitely not anyway
0: it's just interesting yeah. yeah
1: um and they also in the house are responsible for any bills that raise taxes mm-hmm. um so a lot of bills. Yeah.
0: Um, anything that Congress, affects money. Congress overall has the power of the purse. Um, I which was just
1: going to yeah. say that. Literally,
0: I remember all my... I've had so many random, like, political We took intro being, like, to American purse, politics. Yeah, because, like, we'll talk about the president later, but, for example, like, he's more in charge of, like, diplomatic foreign relations than the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and the commander Senate
1: Commander-in-chief. Yeah, they're yeah. commander-in-chief,
0: but um, anything that has to do with government spending... Has to go through the House and the Senate. I mean, even if the because pre- the president proposes a budget, but mm-hmm. it has to be passed by the House. And
1: exactly. Senate. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean, that's one way that it directly influences your life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but are we ready to get into how bills actually work? Because I'm so excited.
1: Well, I'm glad you're excited. Why don't you Why okay. don't you lead the way? So.
0: All of this being said, that is just the basic setup and structure. But what do these people actually do on a daily basis other than fundraise for their campaigns? We're gonna to if, talk about wait that wait, 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 so wait. much at
1: the end, because
0: Jackson is I'm, riled I'm just as passionate about bills as you are about campaign spending.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Okay. Um so everything like okay. So in order for a bill to become law on the national level, it has to be passed by both the Senate the House, and then signed off by the President. So a bill can originate in the House, mm-hmm. or a bill can originate in the Senate, and by originate, I mean a literal member from one of those two chambers presents a bill
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, the, to the chamber. To which their part, or to whether yeah, or not they're, their group. Yeah, they present it to the Congress or they present it to the House of Representatives. Yeah. And it does not just get immediately voted on. It is then passed down to committees. Committees are decided, I do Well,
1: don't, okay, Committees are really interesting because, like, there's so many different things that the government does. You know what I mean? Like, healthcare. There are committees specifically for that. There are committees specifically for education. Well, let me explain what a committee is.
0: It's literally a group of representatives, Mm -hmm. which is aggressively simple if you think about it. Yeah. But bills that, for example, would have to do with... Veterans Affairs would then go to a committee having to do with Veterans Affairs. Yeah. I don't know how many committees there are. There are a a lot. lot. But there are three (laughs) different types. There's a standing committee, which is Mm -hmm. one that will be there no matter what, which um, I don't, I I literally can't think of an example. Um, Can you Google standing committee? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there is a special committee. Which will, um, which is created when something, like, very specific and short-term is happening. For example, like, impeachment. There's, like, an impeachment inquiry committee. Because that's only going to be, it's not going to happen for the rest of forever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, for okay, good, good. Um, the <laughs> Appropriations Committee, Jackson just Googled, is an example of a standing committee. And that is about where, the how the budget is spent within the yeah. House and the Senate. So
1: that's going to be something that's always going to come up. So it's not, like, there. a unique issue. So, mm-hmm. like, it like a special committee would be something
0: like Like the special. impeachment, is, like we just yes, said. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, In the past, there have been impeachment mm-hmm. committees. Yes.
0: And so then when a bill is presented, it then gets assigned to a committee. It might mm-hmm. be assigned to multiple committees. Mm-hmm. And then the representatives there spend their time Literally debating, reading, reading it, they might, it, they do this thing called marking the bill where they mm-hmm. literally hand write in edits to the bill that they all agree on, but that's where the actual negotiations and the debate of government, like, how to change bills before they get passed happens.
1: So when people think of, like, CD backroom deals, kinda, it, what happens,
0: kind of, that's kind what of, what the, of what happens with committees. Kind of, I don't well, know. Like that's on the record not and, a
1: great classification well, I mean, of it. Well, it happens but, like, on
0: the record and off the record, whoa. but that's just the reality of politics. Um, the way that these committees are organized is that there are chairmans of each committee and mm-hmm. each chairman of the committee is from the power or they're, they are from the
1: party majority. that is
0: currently in power. Mm-hmm. So if it's a Republican led house of representatives, if they're the majority power, every single chairman mm-hmm. is going to be a Republican. Then,
1: then. And they're really kind of just like a spokesperson for that committee. Well, they and, well and they organize. They, they run we, but, yeah. the
0: conversation. And then the ranking, um, then there's this thing called the ranking member. Um, which is kind of like the minority party equivalent to the chairman. And they are the most senior member of that committee from the minority party. It's not really like voted in. It's just mm. whoever's been there the longest. Sounds like
1: seniority matters Seniority matters a lot. Matters a lot. Yeah. That's another conversation. Yeah.
0: But the way that these bills like make their way through these chambers is really important. Mm-hmm. Because... In order for a bill to be passed it has to make it through both the Senate and the House and they have to present it to each other and then they will take the bills and then edit it their own way and then they have to collectively the both chambers have to agree on it before they send it to the president. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult because these bills have to go through like 10 committees in just one house and one chamber like in the house and it yeah. has to get passed over to the senate then they have to do it and then they both have to collectively agree on it through like a, like a group vote just to send it to the president yeah it's really complicated and then the last type of committee is called the joint committee and those are committees like with members from both the house and the senate Whoa. that and their job is to like make sure that both parties agree on the bill before they send it to the president for him to sign off
1: interesting so
0: and oh and then one other like technical thing about these committees is that the people who make up the committees, like, it, it relatively... It, it makes sense. Like, if um, someone's a veteran, they're probably going to go be in the Veterans Affairs Committee. Um, they if might also... are a lawyer,
1: they might go to the judiciary. Exactly.
0: Yeah. If they are from a state like Colorado, which has a lot of, you know, power when it comes to natural resources and national parks, they might go to a committee that has to do with national parks and, yeah. you know, ma- like... Uh, yeah. L- like, committees stuff.
1: usually the way the makeup of the committee works is usually seniority does have a bit of an influence in kind of determining Mm -hmm. who gets on what. But like you're saying, a lot of it is kind of tailored towards what each person Mm -hmm. specializes in and like what some of their background might be.
0: Yeah. And that is like, that's really... That makes sense. It it makes sense. And that to me is so important that people don't really necessarily realize is like this is the nitty-gritty part of policymaking. like this is how this is actually laws are passed it has to do with these committees which are assigned by party caucuses which is led by the majority leader you know it it all comes down to like really intense concentration of power depending on the political party that's in charge
1: well and i think a lot of what you said too kind of like and as you're talking it's like shit like i really kind of get now why congress is slow Mm -hmm. i mean some stuff they shouldn't but like you can easily i think see where bureaucracy starts to slow things down yes. in the legislative process so and technical. there it's so there's just so many steps and i think that con- the government on all of the government gets criticized a lot for being inefficient or slow and just hearing all the steps they have to go through it's like it's slow but there's checks and there's, there's so yeah, many it's different layers beautiful. it kind of makes <laughs> sense why it takes so long but that doesn't also yeah. Less than the fact that it is frustrating, but it makes sense why it is so. you even have
0: to make up rules as they go because yeah. when something like 9 11 happens, that's mm-hmm. never happened before, I mean, you know, like I guess Dita, like, you know, this big crazy events in American history, or we're suddenly involved in Vietnam mm-hmm. and they don't really, you know, there's not a precedent for how committees can tackle these issues. Yeah. They have to create a new type of committee and then decide how that committee is going to be able to. Yeah. At this type of bill. Like they, oh, and then they have to, there are committees that are just committed. I love that use of the word committee. Oh, I
1: love it. That yeah. That are only
0: committed to deciding the rules within the House or within the Senate. Yeah. Like there are rules committees. Like, wow. oh, that's a standing committee. The rules, com- I don't know if that's the official one, but that's a committee, but the committee that will always be the there yeah. to decide the rules of just how the government works within just that chamber. It's incredibly complicated. And you're right. It really explains why things are so slowed down. Yeah. It doesn't make it American, less
1: frustrating, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: And if one house, like if the house is one party and the senate's another party, it's well, a well, that's just like some how,
1: goddamn gridlock. How are
0: you supposed to pass do anything? Pass laws? It doesn't make sense. No, it does not. Especially with a president that is very contentious, where representatives are scared to land a certain way on how they mm-hmm. feel about him, like Donald Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. even Republicans and Obama, there was a lot of controversy for them too, a lot mm-hmm. of mixed feelings. How are you supposed to vote on bills? That your representatives or the people that you're representing might be mad at you mm-hmm. for for voting a certain way, and then oh you God, don't get reelected.
1: So, glad you're talking so about I'm giving this. you this segment. I'm Jackson so glad you're into this. One
0: thing that we really got to tackle is the way that elections and reelections play Go down. a role. Okay. Now, before you take off, I yes. want to s- explain the word incumbent, because I feel like we throw that around a lot.
1: Yeah, that's Incumbent
0: a good means that you are the representative who is currently in office, and you are seeking re-election.
1: Yeah. So, if you're already a member of the House of Representatives, and you're running again, you're going to be the incumbent. Yeah. And, or, Donald Trump, for example, is the incumbent mm-hmm. presidential candidate yes. in 2020. Okay, Jackson.
0: Um, we're well, going to talk about elections now, okay, and perfect. you take it away. I
1: want to get super into that. Also... Touching super quickly on something you said. It's mm-hmm. so interesting because representatives are put in this, like, really weird position where it's, like, do you vote with their conscience or do they vote for, like, the needs of the district? Like, or, who not do not they listen needs, to? Or, like, Desires. the wants. Yeah, that's a better... Wow, we're so insane. Yeah, no, that's so <laughs> much better because it's, like... If your entire community wants something, but you're like, "This is an awful idea," what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. like that's such an interesting. There's no clear place rules about whether in. the representatives
0: yeah. are supposed to represent what they think is best, or whether or not they're supposed to represent literally what their people want. You know, yeah. there's there's no rules and, about and that.
1: And just how much of a balance to strike with that, and then like
0: sometimes they're not the same thing. No,
1: and like your bias, like everyone has some form of bias. You know, oh, and it crazy really shit. comes
0: down to re-election. So Jackson, yes. take it. Re-elections,
1: away. okay. So, like many of you. I watch a lot of John Oliver, and he did this fantastic segment Mm -hmm. (laughs) on congressional fundraising that I was watching to get ready for this episode, because, you know, that's what we do, and (laughs) I just got really riled up, so a lot of the stuff I'm going to mention is stuff that he briefly touched, so if you want to hear someone poorly explain a John Oliver episode, hey, I'm your guy, but I'm also going to throw in some other stuff, I'm going to jazz it up a little bit, so (laughs) a poorly (laughs) explained John Oliver episode, (laughs) okay, Um, so because the House of Representatives specifically have such short terms, they're constantly having to work on the re-election basically mm-hmm. and not only that but the parties themselves are also very worried about re-election so they also apply some pressure to campaign and raise money and I don't know I don't know if you guys know this but like campaigns are really fucking expensive mm-hmm. and take a lot of time to do so, This weird thing kind of ends up happening where certain members of Congress will just spend so much time and so much of their day working on raising money that it's a major distraction. Um, so the Sunlight, Sunlight Foundation in 2013 to 2014 found that members of Congress held over twenty eight hundred fundraisers in that period of time. In two years. Yeah, so they're spend Wait, or a like year
0: collectively or yeah. each.
1: Yeah, no, like like a super Oh my god. 20, yeah.
0: Two almost three thousand.
1: Yeah, and basically anything is kind of an excuse for a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. This is totally stolen from John Oliver, but it was so funny that I was like, I have to mention it. Ten Republicans, five Democrats, three packs. Guess where they had their fundraiser. A Taylor Swift concert, which is so funny. And that, the it's thing, too, is that, like, these fundraisers, first of all, that's just really funny, I yeah. think. And second of all, like, the fundraisers are expensive, so people are paying hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to attend these fundraisers. So they're really focusing in on a specific Demographic, which is wealthy people, mm-hmm. and they're spending a lot of their time doing that. Um, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, which is this committee that is kind of like if you're a freshman Democrat, and there's a Republican equivalent, but um, if you're a freshman member, there's a lot of stuff you have to figure out. How do you set up your office? What are your rules? What are you know what what do you do? So this committee kind of helps guide all of that. And one of the things that they did is kind of provide a recommended schedule of, like, how people should break down their days. And mm-hmm. they recommended that members spend up to four hours a day calling people to raise money on the phone. That is so it's much four time. four hours a
0: day that they're not in committees marking yeah. up bills.
1: Well, and, um, again, guess who really likes this John Oliver episode? Fucking me. Because they had <laughs> Carol McCarthy, who is a, um...
0: Carolyn McCarthy
1: her <laughs> <laughs> there um she's from new york um she they included a clip of her speaking and she mentioned that during her first committee she got pulled out so that she could go fundraise that's isn't
0: that yeah like and how are you one supposed example. to learn that's one of yeah that's something yeah people.
1: and exactly um
0: so uh, yeah i mean we'll probably have another episode just entirely be like um Money from, in politics. I mean, lobbying specifically. Yeah. You hear that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, what exactly is a lobbyist? We'll talk about it later. But the point is, a lot of people say, like, well, lobbyists control how our representatives vote. So legally, that's not the case. I mean, it's not like they're technically bribing, but mm-hmm. there is an obligation if a certain organization donates a lot of money to a representative and they have an very specific interests Interest, that they yeah. want advocate for, that they mm-hmm. want this representative to advocate for. It's not like it's there's just a kind gun of this unspoken
1: head. understanding. Yeah, kind that, of. that
0: if you want their money next yeah. time you try and re elect, which is gonna be like two seconds from now. <laughs> yeah. That you're Which is
1: evidently to... tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's something that is relatively unique to the United States. Yeah. I'm sure other countries have this other with thing that, but...
1: everything we're saying other governments don't do this. High yeah. timer. Um yeah. but yeah other <laughs> Yeah, other governments don't really do this. And um, I think that
0: also comes down to the reality that the Constitution and this setup of Congress that we had was made so freaking long ago.
1: Yeah, and, uh, tra- I mean, obviously there's a lot of good stuff in there that we're fans of. We love democracy, we love democracy. At Maybe You Should Care.
0: <laughs> I mean, big freaking fan. Yeah. However, we are, um, technically speaking, guinea pigs. We were Whoa. the first you know, representative democracy to function this way Whoa. in a modernized world. Um, so, all of this was kind of the, uh, Founding Fathers' first attempt to create a representative democracy, and it also, the country has expanded to fit, like, most of the continent.
1: Yeah. Our- um,
0: since this was set up for a New England and the South mm-hmm. version of the United States. But, that's just... And it doesn't really matter. I just wanted to say that because I'm really liberal. Uh-huh. This
1: is a fun fact that you kind of remind me of this. I'm jumping all over the point. We love it. Place. But um, the House of Representatives actually has six non-voting members, which is interesting. Oh. Um, so they represent um, Puerto Rico, American Samoa, Guam, Northern Marina Islands, and the U.S. Virgin oh. Islands. And the District of Columbia, which I believe is trying to become a state now.
0: Yeah. Which well, that's that a whole laugh, thing. Because that is um, residual effects. Of colonialism, colonialism and imperialism, but anyway, we can't talk about That's that a different right now. Episode, already sorry. almost out of time. Um, let's think about all the other. So you already kind of talked about the election controversy.
1: Um yeah we and talked
0: about sorry basically
1: yeah so candidates are ex- have just this huge obligation to raise money not only for themselves but also for their party um mm-hmm. so BuzzFeed actually found the records for how much the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee asked for members to give and it ranged from 125,000 all the way up to 800,000 mm-hmm. and that money goes to the party so if you're in a very safe seat, meaning, you know, you're a Democrat in the heart of San Francisco. You're in a safer seat than somebody who might be in, like, a state like Arizona, which has become a more recent mm-hmm. purple area. Yeah. Um, so it, it's really interesting because you have this responsibility not only support your own re-election, which is not cheap, but you have to support your party as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just really tough because... If you're spending so much time raising money, you're one, only talking to people who you can get money from. So you're not really hearing the needs of like average people, not to say that, you know, people don't do town halls and stuff like that, but a good chunk of your day is spent raising money from really rich people. And, you know, tickets to these fundraisers aren't cheap. So it's this idea of, it it creates this like weird elite influence. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe like, I'm just no.
0: I mean, it's all true. Right. It's Maybe just, I just drink too much
1: coffee and I'm
0: no. I think you're one hundred percent correct. But yeah, you
1: know what I mean. You like know, it's,
0: it's just it's it's very true and it's something to recognize that you know there's how does Congress mm-hmm. work in theory and how does Congress work in on paper? Yeah, we did that, but it's also there's it really comes down to like the nuances that mm-hmm. constitutes the word politics because politics mm-hmm. often has a connotation of like conniving. You know, yeah. planning being very mm-hmm. cunning to try and achieve a goal yeah. so it's more than just these committees work this certain way which i think is beautiful in its own way but it also oh. comes down to what do the wealthiest people in america want and then how do these representatives achieve re-election which mm-hmm. is ultimately their goal yeah um and then there's yeah. also that
1: begs a question of like should is there a pro to the terms only being two years and six years? you know like there's so many and that's i think what's so interesting about politics is like there's just so many things where you constantly have to kind of ask yourself, is this the best way it could be going? Okay. Is also, this the best method? I'm gonna it's go so full interesting. here. Oh. Oh, and then it's I wanna so... throw out recommendations at the end. Okay, sounds Okay, good. go circle. Circle, circle. Full
0: circle is we are constantly talking about the ways in which this doesn't necessarily work. You know, like these mm-hmm. two year terms is one many is one of many examples where people mm-hmm. are saying that doesn't really make sense at this point. Why is it still this way? Mm-hmm. And well, we have to recognize that there has not been a giant, massive overhaul of the way that the legislative red, legislative system is mm-hmm. set up in the United States ever. The biggest one, I think, was the transition from senators being elected from yeah. the House of Representatives, because yeah. it used to be that we didn't directly vote for senators. Um, we did. Other than that... Like we we've voted to change that, so now yeah. we do directly vote for them. Other than that, I can't think of a massive. There's like, a lot of little changes overhaul.
1: that over time have made a big change, but there, you're right. Huge. There there isn't like a, and I think that that's.
0: Well, wait, 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 wait.
1: Go go. Here's
0: the second half of oh. this because it really comes down to the reality that smaller states with nobody living in that's that what I was
1: gonna have say the massive yes, because yes. if you want
0: to change the constitution, yeah. which is where the setup for this stuff lies, you have to have two-thirds of states on board at a constitutional convention. And oops, we're already super over time. But (laughs) you can't... In in what world would Wyoming vote to give away, you know, would would vote to restructure the system so that they lose power? I can't blame Wyoming for not wanting to do that. It's
1: like so many people are passionate about abolishing the electoral college, Mm -hmm. right? But
0: But, you need the smaller states on board and the smaller states are the ones who benefit from it. It's this endless cycle where we're Unable to change the way the government is set up because we have given so much power to smaller states. Yeah now, If you're from a smaller state, you're gonna say that's good I don't want to be yeah. overruled by and we're not forces. here to tell you which
1: <laughs> one is better
0: But it, that's just yeah. the fact of the matter is that we even if everyone in the country agreed every human in the country agreed Let's change mm-hmm. the way that the government works because it doesn't necessarily work for a lot of people It's not gonna change. Yeah, like we need a systemic overhaul if you actually want that to change. I agree. Okay, agree. Um, so to wrap up, you said that you wanted to give suggestions. Oh yeah, we give a little
1: suggestions. Mm-hmm. If any of this is interesting or you want to hear people say it that aren't us, fair. Um, a few little things I think were helpful. Obviously, I didn't shut up about the John Oliver segment. Watch him. Uh, if you know, whatever. Uh, and then I also found this Vice News segment um, called "15 Departing Congress Members Tell Newbies What to Expect," mm-hmm. um, and they just interviewed a ton of departing Congress members yeah and basically that was interesting because everyone hates how much fundraising they have to do like even everyone that, even they no they are they like this is soul crushing like we're it's a waste of time it feels gross asking people for money mm-hmm. it's you, you know and they don't like having the, i mean imagine having to anyway yeah. That's a whole rant. Check that out. Um, um, anything else? Always
0: check out Vox Media because they are amazing. We just tend to like and we them. really want... We are aspiring we d- to be Vox in a really please lazy, d- trashy way.
1: Hire, hire us. Hire please, us. please hire me. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, Yeah. I, oh, watch Crash Course. Yeah,
0: Crash Course You know Course what I mean? Great. Crash Course. Literally, like, John Green has yeah, so many It's her, stuff. Like, Remember that? Falling yeah. our Stars? He has some amazing Crash Course videos. Yeah.
1: If you, you are in AP US history and or a little rusty mm-hmm. pop one of those on they're sure. animated and cute you
0: can call my You'll dad because he taught eighth grade civics for oh, a really long time and aww. he never shuts up about this stuff that's so um, sweet so, I, mean, I mean my dad is always available I love um that. just text me i'll give him your number yeah what's my cool. favorite one
1: well i think that kind of does it for our yeah. episode this week um
0: all right next we will either be talking about the legislative or the judicial we don't know yet stay tuned
1: executive or judicial this
0: was legislated, I'm right? I'm getting a mess. All right, let's <laughs> cut this so episode much. right now. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this episode of Maybe You Should Care was written and produced by Jackson Kripe and Dee, Dee Drogie. Jake Moody is our head producer and editor, and we're proud to be a part of the Deconstructed Podcast Network. Follow Maybe You Should Care, all one word, on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram at D-E-D-E-E-D-R-O, and follow Jackson on Twitter at Kripe, Jackson. You can find more about the show on deconstructednetwork.com. Thanks for caring.